Most of life is not lived in, you know, the bright spotlights or in the darkest depths, but most of life is just lived in the regular moments of kind of the medium light of our daily lives. That was Emily P. Freeman, and this is the Things Above podcast. Well, welcome to this episode of the Things Above podcast. My guest today is Emily P. Freeman. Emily is an author, speaker, teacher, great podcaster. In fact, her podcast, The Next Right Thing, also her book, The Next Right Thing, but her podcast totally inspired me and this podcast probably wouldn't be, or at least we wouldn't be what it is if it weren't for Emily P. Freeman and her podcast because when I heard it, I said, I want to be her. I just want to be, <laughs> I want to do what she does. She's, that's just perfect. Loved everything about it. We've become friends. You did the master's program here at Friends University, Emily, and we got to know each other through that experience. Now you're teaching in the, well, welcome. Jim, it's great to be here. Uh, it's great to be back here. Yes, back here. And we're actually, we are together, socially distanced yes. properly, but we are actually in, in proximity to one another. So I can see you even though we're not real close. But nonetheless, it's so good to have you here. Thank you for coming today. It's my pleasure to be here today. Well, you know, we talked about uh, in, in the past about the, the Apprentice Gathering, the conference that we're going to do, which will be next September, uh, September 23, 4, and 5 of 2021. So we've postponed a year and because there was this pandemic. I don't know if you've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's this thing. Right. So uh, like a lot of things, we we adjusted, and so we moved it back a year. And But we're back on, and you'll be back on. I'll be back on. We're going to do what we're going to do. Yep. So that's still there. And so we had talked about, and we're going to do, kind of a, a mashup of your incredible podcast, The Next Right Thing, and then our podcast, Things Above. I'm going to cleverly call it The Next Right Things above. Aren't we something? Yeah. Yeah. We worked for hours on that. (laughs) But uh, yes. So we're going to do that at the conference on the Friday night. It's going to be fun. I'll say a little more about that later and tell people how they can get connected with that and signed up for the conference. But, um, you know, we would have been doing this conference about now and we were going to do, we were going to get together and at that gathering, talk about books that shaped us. And we're still going to do that. We're going to do that, but next year. But here we are. You're back. You're in town teaching. And I just made sure let's get her back over. Let's record and, and do something fun. So we're going to do something kind of fun today, if you're game. And that would be to have some dialogue, like personal time with Emily and Jim. <laughs> that should be we, – that's our next show. Personal, <laughs> personal time with Emily and Jim. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. how you said and that. So, yeah, and so um, I, have, I have some questions. And um, – we sat down together, actually, and we were looked at some questions, and then you came up with way better ones. So we have we have come up with questions. We have not shared anything we're going to answer. That's right. So I don't know what you're going to say. I just know that we have a list of a few questions, not many, some questions just to kind of go dip, get, you know, real, get deep and personal, get, let's just, you know, share, dare to share who we are. And what's going on inside of us I love it. at this time? Well, we'll see. It could be a complete bummer. Or, or yeah, that's right. But we're going to find out we're right gonna now. We're going to find out. So these are some questions Emily and I wrote to ask each other 
to um, to see where this goes. So here we go. Um, so question number one, let's just start with a basic one. Okay, so the next right thing, the podcast that you did that inspired me that is so fantastic and it's just, it's had incredible success. Um, but what has it meant for you? Like what, I'm sure, you know, you don't get to talk about that. Why would you? You'd feel like you're bragging or something. But like, what is, you You had this idea, you did the podcast, you took a leap and it's been hugely successful. What's that been for you? What has it taught you? What have you learned? And I'll just stop talking. You know, it's funny because I often say, I thought I had, you know, I had this idea and I thought it would be 10 episodes of a podcast. Um, and that would have been great if that's what it was. But I just kept having 10 minutes worth of things to say every week. <laughs> and I really think that for me, it's it's kind of a practice in the things I've been talking about for many, many years, which is, um, you know, most of life is not lived in, you know, the bright spotlights or in the darkest depths. But most of life is just lived in the regular moments of kind of the medium light of our daily lives. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we're kind of familiar with. And so I really it was important to me to kind of have a, a, a podcast, a style that you could take with you along the way that I wanted it to come out on Tuesdays. I have a book called Simply Tuesday, which is kind of all about kind Love of book. meeting God just in our small moments of everyday life. Um, and so I, so that's what I kind of set out to do. And But what it's done for me, though, as the creator of the podcast, which is kind of pull back the curtain a little bit, is that it has, it has developed within me a, I mean, really anything can be a spiritual discipline if you invite God into it, right? Mm-hmm. So it has developed a spiritual discipline of creativity and of finishing because no matter what, every week I have just, I have made it a thing to where I'm going to have an episode come out. Yeah. And sometimes I dislike that I decided to do that because, mm-hmm. you know, some weeks are busier than others, but it, ha- but the rhythm of it, the rhythm of creating, and sometimes for months, that is my singular only uh, creative expression that I'm able to get to. And, you know, because so much of my other work is more managing or administration type of things or, you know, depending on what the work is. So this has been a real sacred thing for me mm. to kind of uh, commit to, to practice, to um, put out no matter if it's my favorite episode or not. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wish I had more time. Don't. Got to publish it. And that's been a really, for me right now, that's probably been a really imp- a fixed point, especially mm. during this last six months, to just know, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to explore something. I'm going to go there, and I'm going to do it every week, kind of no matter what. Mm. What What about you for yours? Well, no, I'm, that's too fast. I've got I got to follow up. Oh, you got to follow so, up. Yeah, Jen has I mean, to always you know, follow up. Yeah, um, I've I've read reviews and, and 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 things people say about your podcast. How has that been to get the feedback that you've gotten? It's because it's overwhelmingly positive, and um, and I know sometimes whether it's a book review or whatever. Um, that can be a dicey thing on many levels, right? You can you don't want to let your go to your head or whatever, but you also want to be grateful that it's reaching people and they appreciate it. So, any thoughts on that? I think sometimes people feel awkward when they feel like they know me, mm. and I don't know them, right? You know, and so they, they sometimes you share personal things. I do, and and they'll apologize or they'll say, "Oh, I know this is might be weird," or "Please don't think I get this a lot." Please don't think I'm a stalker, but mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. And I never ever think that because this is part of the work. 
yeah. that it is a it is in some ways a sacrifice to be vulnerable and to be consistently putting some things out there that I might even disagree with myself a year from now, but yeah. here we go. That's part of being a creator, being a maker. Um, it's a service in some ways, um, but it is. It's humbling to hear yeah. feedback. It's not always good feedback, but sure. it is usually positive, you know, and encouraging. And it does kind of keep it. It reminds me why I do it. And I'll tell you, Jim. Like I, when I'm sitting in my little podcast closet, tiny, maybe a fourth the size of yours, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm talking to someone and Mm -hmm. it's like I'm in a room by myself because I know that when this goes out, I've heard from enough people who are listening who told me I listen when I'm in my car or I listen when I'm, you know, nursing my baby or when I'm going for a walk. And um, that's that's a part of people's small moment living. And that is quite an honor. And and I really don't don't take that lightly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's an interesting word It is an honor. Because I think most people, they, they they are embarrassed or they think, oh, you don't, you know, you hear this all the time or whatever it is. It's so honoring, you know, to just think, wow, you you made me and my voice a part of your whatever it is, a jog, a walk, a, sitting by the fire, doing the dishes, whatever it is that you do and listen to a podcast. Um, it's, yeah, it's honoring and humbling at, at the same time. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for your podcast because if it weren't for you, I I wouldn't this like I said I'm not making this up I, this podcast would not maybe it wouldn't be and certainly it wouldn't be what it is uh, had had I not um, come across yours and I just went that's I like that I love that I still remember where I was I was at my sister's house on the phone talking with you when you were asking me a bunch of questions about podcasting mm-hmm. and kind of about the format and the whole thing and I remember thinking like ooh if he does this this is going to be so good. Um, and it is. And I love the things above that you remind us weekly to um, keep our minds set on things above. And I'm curious, is that is that what it does? Does it do for you what it does for us as the listener or, or what does it do for you, the podcast? Yeah, it, it actually really does. I mean, it's uh, and, and I think, you know, your, your format's the same. What I love about the format for the next right thing is and you point this out in, in the book and on the podcast, we make so many decisions every day. And, and I'm, I made a hundred today, you know, whatever it is. Um, and some are kind of important, but to, to, to be thinking like, what's the next right thing in this moment? So, you know, your format influences me. And then I think also in the same sense, we really do have to be, you know, as, as Greg Boyd, I quote that all the time on the show, the most important discipleship is mind discipleship, like mm-hmm. where we put our minds is so, is so incredible. So it is for me too. It is, um, it's a wonderful, you know, a discipline for me to be thinking, where do I want to be putting my mind? Like, what is it that this week or this month or what I've been studying that's, yeah, that's the thought I want to dwell on. And then it becomes the podcast. So, yeah, it's that, that creative process, but also it's helping me, you know. So I think if it's, if it's real for me, it might probably is for, for a listener as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating, you know, it, if you – if you uh, had had asked me, let's say four years ago, what what do you think about podcasting? I would, I would probably first said what, like I don't, I mean I'd heard of them, but I, they weren't that popular and they weren't a part of my life personally. And then three years ago, I started going. I think this is an important medium. Like this could be a good way for people to, you know, be blessed, pick up information, 
And then I started becoming a listener and I went, wow, this is really nice. It's a, it's like a, a radio show, but it's portable. Like it can be whenever you want it, when you want it, how you want it. But then you can do so much more than just like a live radio show or whatever. I used to listen to those a lot. Um, and it, it just became an important medium. But it wasn't until I, I, I listened to a whole, a whole bunch of podcasting. Should I do that? Like, should I, should I try this? And I went, every time I went, no. But when I listened to yours, I went, okay, that, that's, that's a style. Like, you know, your, your podcasts are like 15 minutes. Is that kind of a target? Do you use that as a? I think I usually target. Honestly, I do a word count target more than a timing. Okay. It's usually between like 1,500 to 2,200 words. Yeah, And that ends up being between 10 and 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 When, I, when I look in the word count and I see 1,682, I went, okay, that's probably I'm about good. right. I'm yeah, good. That's yeah. probably enough. That's, that's enough for people. This they'll be, they'll be getting bored. If, yeah, that's right. If you go beyond that, it's the TED Talk thing, right? So when I heard yours and I went, yeah, that's a doable format to consistent over time and also had one. I love that you had one driving theme that kind of kept it going, next right thing. And I thought, you know, well, what is it that I'm challenged to do? I'm going to set my mind on things above. Like that's ever since I memorized Colossians 3, that just became important to me. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fascinating thing. So thank you for uh, setting an example and and letting me uh, ride on your coattails a bit. Uh, and be on, you were on our podcast, First Guest. That's right. One of the things about podcasts. Yes. And I probably, I mean, Jake, our sound engineer producer reminds me, it's like, well, I think our most downloaded episode. So you're, you're kind of a big deal. So, and you're back and here I'm we are. Back. So podcasting has been fun for us and hopefully our listeners um, are being blessed too. And I, I know that yours are, and I am listening to yours. And so here we go. All right, let's go for another question. These are ones Emily and I made up together. What is one thing that you were afraid to do but we're glad you did. Why did we decide to ask ourselves yeah, I know. this now question? That now that you're loud, saying that's a it, really right? Personal question. Well, I'll I will tell you one thing that comes to mind. I feel like I've talked about this before, but maybe not here. So it's brand new okay. information. But I, I, it was when I traveled to the Philippines. I was invited to go, and I was afraid to go mm. because I, um, well, I'd never been that far from home. Quite honestly. Or on an airplane for that long. It was all kind of the practical things. But it was also knowing what, I, you know, it was a third world country experience. I'd never really seen poverty at that level before. Um, and I was afraid to do it. And I, I think, it, you know, it would have been okay if I would have said no. But I ended up going with Compassion International. And looking back, that was in 2011. I'm so glad that I said yes to that. And it was from the encouragement of a friend, Sean, Sean, Gro Sean Groves, who said, who said, um, there might be a lot of reasons for you not to go, but don't let fear be one of them. Mm. And, of course, I, that would have been my reason. Yeah, that he, <laughs> he so hit it. He, he got it. So it was hard to ignore that. But that's that's the first thing that comes to mind, but I probably could think of others, mm -hmm. but but not off the bat. So Yeah. What about, yeah, did yeah, something they, come to mind for you? Well, uh, yeah, probably the first kind of scary thing for me to do was to apply to um, to Princeton and Yale for for my master's degree, and I, I only did uh, apply to Yale because of Henry Nowen. Um, Richard Foster had had given me Henry's address, you know, which is crazy. They were friends, and I wrote him a letter, and he wrote back, which is even more crazy to me. And he, I asked, you know, is there a seminary that will help me grow spiritually? And he was like, No, they don't. That's not what they do. <laughs> that was that was discouraging, but but rather true. 
at the time. Now they've gotten better. But at the time, but he said, I think Yale would be a good school to go to. And, um, and I went and it was, it was scary because I, I flew into New York City and I stayed in this hotel that had giant roaches and cockroaches <laughs> and, and I was lost and I took a train to New Haven, Connecticut and it was, I was completely scared. I had to walk for miles to get from the train station up to the, up on the hill to the Divinity School and it was just way out of my comfort zone. The whole thing was like, what am I doing here? I, I, I don't belong. I don't, I don't have any business doing this. I, I'm not going to get in. I don't know what I'm, why I'm even trying. Um, cause I was such, I've talked about on the podcast. I was such an average student in high school. I mean, literally 300 out of 600 dead middle can't be more average. <laughs> and it wasn't, just wasn't my jam. I just, I played sports and stuff. And so, uh, but, but to, um, yeah, to, to do that was just absolutely I, like, I can't get in and I'm going to, I'm not going to make it if I get there and all that stuff. But I'm so glad that I did because I mean, so many things came from it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wonder now how my life, I mean, I, I met my wife while I was there, you know, um, I worked in a church and she was in that church, she and her family. So that's, that's huge, right? I mean, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, but just so many things that happened from that experience when I look back and go, man, I'm really glad that I did because I just – it was hard to get on that plane and, and go try something that was way outside of my comfort zone. So uh, just tiny bragging though. When I graduated, they, they gave an award for the, the outstanding preacher of your class. And I won. You won the award for yes. the outstanding preacher of your class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yale Divinity School, 1987. Look at that, full oh, I, circle. That was crazy. It was crazy. I didn't. First of all, I didn't know there was such an award. I like. I I, I had the preaching class, and I knew that the, the instructors were evaluating us, and I right. I didn't know there was an award. And my roommate came home toward a month before graduation. and goes, "Hey, by the way, you won the the John Wade uh, Prize." He said, "What is that?" And he said, "It's the outstanding preacher." I went, "What? How did I win?" The faculty vote, no. Well, I shouldn't have got into the school. I don't know how I got in. And do, you, do you know what the metrics were for the award? Like what, you know, was I, it, you don't know. I don't know. They just, everybody just was preached and then I guess they went, his was better. I Good. I don't know. He's, <laughs> they felt bad for him. I don't know why I won though. Anyway, so it's kind of a, so I'm really glad. Like I'm super proud of that thing that I, yeah, that I got sure. in there and then I, that I got that award. It means a lot. Okay. So. Uh, all right. Here's question three. What was, okay, we talk about formation like a lot, like spiritual formation. That's the world that we track in. You teach in the master's program of Christian spiritual formation and leadership. So formation is happening to us all the time. But what was one surprising forming event for you? So this is surprising. It was surprising for me. And it's very regular but it is 10 years ago, our family got a dog. Okay. I'm a huge dog fan. Okay, I can't well, wait to hear more. Okay. Well, I was not a huge oh, dog fan. okay. We grew up with cats, and I know how most of America feels about cats, so we can talk about that later. Some love them, though. Some do, mm. but and we couldn't even have cats in the house, really. It was just like we had outside cats. That was, that was the extent of our pet experience growing up. Okay. And my mom was afraid of dogs. It was a whole situation. So I just grew up not around dogs. And I, it was a, it was a secret I held close because you know we live in a culture that is a dog loving culture. Yeah, um, rightly so. <laughs> as as my husband would say, which brings us to ten years ago when 
you know, our kids were of the age yes. when they began begging for a dog. Mommy, mommy. And they did. And, um, of course, it was, you know, one of those things where just John and I had just started talking about what if we got a dog. He grew up with dogs. He's a big dog person. And right when we were kind of talking about it, he got an email, random email. He never gets emails like this from a woman at church who found some abandoned puppies. Hmm. And would anyone like a dog? Because I've got these dogs and maybe somebody. And John tried to make it spiritual by saying, like, well, we've been having this conversation. And lo yes, and behold, we get this. Look at the timing. And um, I had to pray about it, Jim. Okay. I mean, I had to really go there with the Lord. Because okay. I thought this whole family wants a dog. I'm the meanie who doesn't want a dog. Like, is there something here for, is there a gift that my friend Jesus wants to bring yes. me with this dog situation? So I didn't want to be the one to hold back the family from having a dog. Yes. Right? It feels so wrong. So, um, so I said yes, and we got this dog, and um, we still have the dog. The dog's name is Finn. But I'll tell you what, and this is not an exaggeration, that first night when we brought the dog home and he was in a crate downstairs and kind of barking and doing a puppy thing and, yep. you know, we had to, John would get up in the night. You know, it's like kind of like a newborn. It's like a newborn. It's oh his work. Gosh. And I was like really anxious. Like this is hard. And there's this animal who lives in my house who's like laying on my carpet as if he lives here. Mm-hmm. And um, does. And he did. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> but it was just such a shock. And now I'm used to it. I had a friend who said, Emily, one day he'll be part of the furniture. And now he is. Mm-hmm. But there was a good three or four months where I was really having to like daily kind of, you know, it's kind of funny, but it was also real because I had to daily like surrender to the fact that that there's a we live with an animal now. Yeah. Like, there's an animal who lives in my house. And the ha- there's some smells that are sure. different. Yep. There's routines that are different. But I think what. I think it, it. I walked with Jesus differently during mm. the, those times. True, true story. And the, I heard a laugh come from my husband with that puppy that I had never heard mm. in the years of marriage that we had up until that point. And that is kind of what made it worth it, yeah. especially in those early days. Was like, oh, but they're so happy. <laughs> the family is so happy. <laughs> Look at them. So it was a formational thing for me. Was just yeah. really kind of walking with Jesus. In something that was almost embarrassing that it was hard because it's supposed to be fun and easy. Yeah. Because that's what getting a dog is for family. But it was not fun and easy for me. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, it is. I mean, you, a lot of couples, like, they have a dog before they have kids. Because, like, well, if we're just we're just testing this that's idea. Probably of, smart. That's probably yeah, smart. Yeah, we're just, we're in training for a human. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It's work. And it's, but it's so much fun. I'm just, I'm a crazy dog person. Um and my dog Winston is, I mean, he's beyond important to our family. It's so, um, I mean, he's, he's, he's really, he's been a huge deal. I mean, he's like a, he's like a service dog, therapy dog. Um, oh, wow. He's yeah. a professional dog. He's, he is. He's been trained. He's, um, he went to college, we like to say. We sent him away for two weeks to this boot camp, about crushed us because, you know, like we love, like he's going to be gone. We're so sad. Is he, what's going to, is he going to cry when we're, you know. Wow. You really do love your dog. We, yeah. yeah. We, but, but I knew that if we got that done, you know, that it would be helpful in the long run and it's, it's great. And he's, he's super, super great on every level. Um, super intuitive. Like, like Winston knows when people have anxiety, that's like, that's his, Aww. that's his superpower. And what will he do when he he'll, he'll go it. to the person who has, who has anxiety and so, and I've shared a bit with my, my daughter, Hope Summon, but she, and she's comfortable with me sharing that what Winston picks up on, on when she has that and he goes to her and, and well, what he, and it's weird. Like he knows what to do. Like he will lay on her at times. Like he'll, 
it'll really get on her when she's more anxious or afraid or something. It's cool. I mean, dogs are amazing. I am really fascinated. Like, what is the dog? Is it energy? Is it what's the dog picking up on? That's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I know. When, well, when we were doing the training stuff and about him being a service dog, but I talked to this woman who's a professional, like she, that's what she does. And, and I explained what he does for Hope. And, um, and I said, well, you know, we want to be, get him certified to do this and that. And this lady just said, he's a service dog. And I said, no, he's not. He's like, she said, no, he performs a service. Like what, what he does is like a superpower to be able to pick up that anxiety and go to the person and calm them is like you you can't hardly teach that like that's an intuitive thing and so it's really it's really cool but yeah i'm he is seven so i'm gonna be a mess when i'm good lord willing i'm cross my fingers he's gonna live a long time but winston is is fantastic huge dog dog person our family is so maybe formational for you would be to get a cat this is, what would that do? Wow. Okay, for your I didn't see that. You were, I didn't see that. <laughs> I had a cat. I had a cat actually in graduate school. Went back to Yale when I was there. I had a cat named Evelyn, named it after <laughs> Evelyn Underhill, the Christian writer. And Evelyn was a was a feral cat I got from the wild. Well, that's wow. a terrible story. Did you to bring tell. that cat in? I did, and and the, it just hissed at me and scratched at me for like six months. That was a terrible idea. It was a very. It's terrible. It yeah. was absolutely terrible. She got better. But it was not a good. It was not good. So you've had your formational. I've cat had some cash. <laughs> I, I did have a formational feline. There we go. Feline formation. There it is. I like it. I'm going to stick with canine. Well, okay. So, so here's a question. Um, I stole this question from Oprah, because why not? Why? Why would why you not? not? Yeah. Because Oprah does these quizzes, the O quizzes, and I thought this was an interesting question. So here, here's what she. She asked Lady Gaga this question, so I figure if, if, if Lady Gaga can answer it, we can give it a shot. If you could send a note to yourself in 2030, what would you say? A note to yourself in 2030. So I'm guessing it's kind of like a reminder question. Like, sure. you know, what, what, like what, ten year, you want, like what do you want to remember tell yourself? 10 years yeah, from now. Message in a bottle, 10 years from now. Right. What would you tell yourself? Well, see, now I'm dissecting the question because okay. now I'm thinking, am I going to want to tell myself, like, for example, something like, like, it's going to be okay or, yeah. you, or uh, you know, laugh more. But then I feel like that would elicit regret because what if in the last 10 years oh. I hadn't been laughing? Oh, okay. You know, so, so now I'm right yeah. now I don't want to do that. So now I guess I would want to say, um, well, well, let me ask you this, Jim, because you, you skipped the formational question for yourself. So let me ask oh, you. Oh, I totally did. Yeah, so now you need to go with this, with this message oh, in a bottle I question. Oh, because I was formed by my cat. Because I, in... I answered it for you by saying it was your cat. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I thought I got a pass after I talked to you so about So now Evelyn, you tell us, what do you, what do you wish, what would you tell yourself 10 years from now? Oh, you're going to let me go first on yeah, this Yeah, I one? want you to go first. Um, okay, so 2020 has is, is been a bummer. It's been just, I mean, on every level, it's the, it's not just the inconvenience. That's a fine, you know, people have lived through more, I have to wear a mask and that's, you know, and, and I'm, and I have to get carry out. And there are things in my students are far apart wearing masks too. I mean, there's inconveniences, but it was, you know, if, if it all it takes to be a hero right now is wear a mask and wash your hands and be distant. Um, but I think, it's just so tragic because it's just so sad. Like it's just you, know, you see the death toll, and it's a number, but it's they're real people. You know that I do know people 
Um, they're not just numbers to me because I, I know people who've died and people who've had it and been really sick. So, but, uh, you know, I, I think the, the, here's what I would want to tell myself because I, I just know I have a tendency to, to have a kind of amnesia when things happen like six months, a year, two years from now. There's a good chance I'm going to forget a lot. I'm going to reboot. I'm going to go back to, I, I think what I would write on the note would be, don't take people for granted. Like, mm. don't take the fact that you can gather in your sanctuary with, a, with your church, and and just the ability to give somebody a hug or or be in close connection. All that stuff that I'm afraid I'm going to take for granted fairly quickly once we resume to whatever normalcy looks like. So that's what I'm just. I think I would. I can sort of see myself ten years from now. Just opening that out letter and going, yeah, yeah, I was, that was a smart, Jim in 2020 was kind of smart to think that was a good reminder. Yeah. That's good. I think it, I think the idea of it having to do with people, that resonates with me. Mm -hmm. Like I would want to remind myself like, you know, call your mom. (laughs) Yeah. Don't forget to call, because I, you know, and and again, that's, you know, assuming my mom is around 10 years from now, which I surely anticipate hopefully that she will be right but it's it's those kinds of things that you in the you know we talk about the small moment living but in the small moment living it can also kind of be rote and and kind of go from task to task yeah rather than from you know uh, person to person yeah and so I think remind just kind of bring, bring myself back to that people connection I, I can never get enough reminders of yeah. that that is true I, I, I'm with you on that I suppose at a basic level, I, I should write a note that just says, if you're reading this, congrats, you, you're here. <laughs> Way to go. You, made it. You, you did it. You somehow made it through, <laughs> right. you know, not just the pandemic of 2020, but whatever is going to be facing us down the road. Come what may. Yep. Who knows that? So what about you? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you sort of, but. You know, it's, I think I think it would be something like, like I said, you know, with a with a person. I do think that this is this is turning the question a bit. But when I think about what do I wish I would have kept? 10 years from now, mm. here's something. So my girls are teenagers, and now they're wearing clothes that, like, I wore when I was a teenager. Like, it's like the style has returned. And I can't tell you how many times I've really? wished I would have, you know, kept some of the, like, coolest outfits that I had, mm-hmm. um, which is silly. But it is. It's like a fu- – like, how fun will that be, you know, for my okay. – What know, was cool then that's – I mean, what – we're not like going the, back to the seventies. That's me when I was a kid. Right. I mean, but but like they're wearing like these little butterfly fly clips in their hair, okay. or they're like scrunchies have come back scrunchies around, are which back? is another hair thing. I have no hair, or so. the uh, flare jeans that you know we like. My mom used to wear when she was in high school, and then they came back when I was in high school, and now they're coming back again. Okay, it's I like had flare jeans. The, you see, yeah. did you? Yeah, I'm saying bell bottoms. Okay, that's 70s. good. Yeah. There you go. So it's things like that, or even um another thing. This is another silly thing I kept is when we first when when coronavirus kind of first kind of hit mm-hmm. and we're getting all these things in the mail to tell you, like, these are the rules. of So this is what social distancing means, oh, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kept I some? kept one of those because I thought right now it's like, you know, everywhere. But 10 years from now, 
Yeah, we might be like, be like, ooh, look, this was that thing from twenty, you know, ten years yeah, ago. You or, could, you'll be able to sell it on eBay further. in ten years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's remember my plan, my retirement phase plan. Phase one, phase two, right? Yellow, remember this red. and the descriptions, and yeah. here it is. Right. I probably am a little bit of a hoarder, maybe now that I'm thinking about it. I'm worried. <laughs> maybe that's not a thing to keep. No, <laughs> I don't think. No, that I hadn't thought about that. Maybe that's a good tip. Maybe but pay you, attention. Yeah. Pay, right. Maybe keep a few of those things that yeah. might be down the road. So that's almost time capsule-ish. That is time capsule-y. capsule That might be more worth it in 100 years rather than 10. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and we'll be gone. But if, if there is still, if Jesus has not returned, that, that might be valuable to an ancestor. To I don't an know, ancestor. Whoever, whoever right. finds the time capsule that mm-hmm. has my bell-bottoms in it. I didn't keep them. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so we're going to have the Apprentice Gathering. It's going to be a year from when we're recording this. Almost exactly a year later from when we are together doing this, I'm so excited that you're going to be there. Uh, by faith, I'm trusting that you'll be there. And we're, we're talking about having a really cool Friday night event, a mashup of, of Next Right Things Above live because we can do that. We, we can, can broadcast do that. it. We yep. can, we'll have people in the audience there. Um, it, it, but we're thinking of doing some some fun stuff like we did today. But stuff we're going to do, like books that have shaped us and other things that have shaped our formation. And we're going to have some musical guests. So it's only going to be a little, some of our listeners may be thinking Prairie Home Companion. Kind of, that's kind of my image. I like it. For any listeners who know that, kind of like just a fun night of radio night, like have guests and tell some stories and have some music. And I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm curious, Jim, when we think about, because that's a year from now. Right. And it, I mean, like you said, 2020, it's been a bummer. Yeah. It was a bummer that we had to, you Post- know, po- postpone, not cancel, but postpone right. the conference. But I'm curious, just from your perspective, not to look at it from a, you know, rose colored glasses situation, but is there anything about the fact that, okay, well, it was postponed? Did yeah. that, per- did that give you any room to think differently about it? Is there going to be something different about this, yeah. this experience than it would have been? Well, you know, the, this one was was to be the 10th anniversary, and it still is. Yeah. So it is still the 10th anniversary Apprentice Gathering Conference. So that's that's the same. But what is different, though, is that uh, a book I've been working on for quite some time, um, which would be the fourth book in the Apprentice series, and it's called The Good and Beautiful You, uh, Discovering the Person Jesus Created You to Be, the subtitle. And I'm really excited about that. But that book will be out. So we'll be able to do some things around that. Um I'll be giving a talk about that, and we'll be um, having some dialogue about that. So that'll be new because the the book will be new to have another addition to that series. And um, so, yeah, and I think we're going to kind of pick up as a theme of like, you know, who we are in Christ as a person. So that'll be different. I'm curious, has the book been covered yet? You mean— Like, is there a cover for the book yet? It is in process. I was recently just told. I do know it's going to have the same look. Because I, because you know, we've got the we've got the butterfly. Yes, you got. We've the, got the the. Is it an apple or a peach? Whatever the fruit is, it's an some apricot, type of fruit. It's I, I should know that because people ask me all the time. Right, and then the green, the leaves. The leaf, yes. Okay, so there's it's going to be a similar. It's going to be the white what you're telling cover us. with okay. the stark image of whatever it's. going to be. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I'm actually excited as well. Uh, Cindy Kepsel is the name of the the designer who did the other covers, so she's on to do the fourth. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to be new. And, um, yeah, and the thing we're going to do is new. We've never done anything remotely like that, and so I'm excited for that. So people uh, – well, here's the good news. When we postponed, 
the vast majority of people just said, please roll mine over. I'm coming the next year. I'll just by faith. So like 200 people are already signed up. But if you are interested in signing up, go to apprenticeinstitute.org. Check it out. You can, you can sign up. You can see the incredible speakers and the workshop leaders. And there's the, the pre-conference workshops that are great. We've just, we added two new incredible workshops that you want to check out on the website that are going to be fantastic. We'll be sharing more about about the conference in the months to come. But, man, I'm excited, Emily, uh, for this event, and I'm so glad you're going to be a part of it. And, um, man, it's just it's been so fun having you here today. So good to see you. It's great to see you, too, uh, in person. In, 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 the, in person. It's just amazing. So, um, boy, folks, do, do go listen to the – if you have not, and I'm sure there are a lot of people have just maybe started listening to uh, Things Above in the last year or so – who don't know about Next Right Thing, please go and listen to it. It's just so fantastic. You have 15 minutes or 1,600 words uh, <laughs> to listen to from Emily, her wonderful voice and kind, reassuring, and, and the wisdom that comes from that. So do check that out for sure. And her books. And her books. So, so good. Um, Simply Tuesday. I mean, I love that book. I'm we glad should, you should, love we it. Should, we could talk about that. We could talk about all your books. But we shouldn't anymore because then, you know. People, they'll tune out. They'll tune out, Jim. They'll, go, they'll tune this out. This is too long. You don't want to lose your we went people. more than 1,600 words today. I feel like we did. We did. Yeah. But it was fun. It was. And we'll do it again. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Emily. Well, I hope you enjoyed this Things Above conversation with Emily P. Freeman. I know I did. She is just such a fantastic person and writer. I hope you join me next episode. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at Apprentice Institute. Org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above.